to the House of Minds, a podcast experience where we dive into individuals' journeys and mindsets with the intention and potential to bring you keys to unlock and expand your mind into new realities and possibilities, because we can all learn something from everyone. All you must bring is a desire to learn, an open mind, and the trust that the universe is always working for you. What will the House of Minds bring you today? We are live. Thank you for tuning in to the House of Minds. My name is Christina Lynn. I'm the podcast host. And today we'll be speaking with Clifford Starks. Clifford Starks has been in the fitness industry since 1996. He graduated from ASU with his bachelor's in kinesiology in 2005, and then went into, um, uh, I wanted to say wrestling, but you did that at ASU, went into competitive fighting as an MMA fighter for eight years, and then went on to train clients physically, while also developing into uh, mind and spiritual training along with the physical, which is where he lives now as a competitive edge specialist in helping others succeed and pull their greatness out from within. So thank you so much for being on the show, Cliff. I really appreciate you making an appearance today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes. Yes. My pleasure. All right, so we're going to dive right into it today. And to start, if maybe we'll just do like a general background of your journey and what led you into coaching, not only the physical, but more importantly, into the mind and soul training. Yeah. So what really led me into even the personal training aspect was being an overweight kid. And, uh, I was just, I saw myself in the mirror one day and I was done. I was completely done with the way that I looked. I didn't like it. And so I made a change. I don't want to backtrack too much, but the reason I was able to make that train change so um, seamlessly was from previous things that had happened to me on my journey. Okay. And looking back at that, it's helped me cultivate things that work best for people to move them forward on their journey. Cause it's not always as simple as just looking in the mirror and saying, I don't like what I see there. There's other layers behind that whole process. And I didn't know there were other layers behind the process until I started unfolding my journey and my story and saying like, Oh, that's why I'm the way that I am. And since I know how I am, I can train other people how to do it as well. Okay. So give me a little bit more detail you mentioned like looking back, you realized, oh, it wasn't just the, the decision or being in enough pain. Cause I, I do love that saying of when you're in enough pain, you finally change. What were the other components that you attributed and maybe not running through all of them, but giving mm-hmm. an example of one of them where you looked back and were like, oh, wow, you could pinpoint. And that's what helped me advance. Yeah. So I, I was five years old at the time. And I remember being at the hospital and I didn't know what was going on exactly, but I knew something wasn't right. You know, people weren't, my, my parents weren't telling me anything. My uncle wasn't telling me anything. 
I remember my uncle carrying me out of the hospital and I didn't know what was going on. Uh, and later on, like three or four days later, my grandfather's in a casket. And so seeing that just, it terrified the hell out of me, just really, really freaked me out and spooked me. And the best way I could explain it is I'm there, but I'm not there. I felt numb. I didn't feel, I didn't feel right. I didn't feel empowered. I just felt like, uh, what do I do? And what did that was, yeah, just the fear of knowing that I was going to die one day, just the fear of knowing like, that's going to be me in a casket someday. And what do I do? And so I didn't know I was doing it at the time, but I was coaching myself through a process. Yeah. And um, there's a cycle of grief that people have to go through. And so I went through my grief cycle and I have to say, I went through it relatively quickly. I feel it. I was born to be a coach. Like I was born to be a coach because I had been coaching myself through my own process and my own journey all of my life and training others how to do the same. Yeah. And so that's that's what started me on I can become and do whatever I want to become and do. And it sounds like you were confronting not only you were confronting the fear as well. So moving yourself through the cycle of fear because any change once we're stepping into something unknown, there's going to be fear with it. So it sounds yeah. like you just intuitively knew how to get yourself through the process. And then that led you to helping others do that. Now, were you doing this because you started training clients uh, physically first, mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. Were yeah. you kind of doing that same thing with them during sessions? Because I'm, I personal train as well. I feel like sometimes we can kind of be in everything. We end up being a little bit of a psychologist yeah. too. And, and everything. Yeah. No, it. absolutely. Um, not so much at first. I actually, cause we take things on in our journey mm -hmm. and we think it's just our experience. So sometimes we don't tie our experience with other people's experience. So I thought that people just wanted to lose weight because I, I knew the feeling of losing weight. I know I realized how good that felt. My energy was up. Um, my health was up. I was able to wake up without feeling tired or sluggish. I was able to exercise regularly. It felt amazing. And I just wanted other people to have that same amazing feeling. I didn't equate that. Wait a minute. It was the mindset that I had developed <laughs> early on to say, I want this and I'm going after it and nothing's going to stop me from getting it. The belief. And so I ended up, yeah, I ended up learning that after trying to give the strategy to people. Like I thought if I just give them the strategy, they'll do the thing that I need them to do. But that's so far from the truth. Like it just doesn't work that way. Nope. We can't. Yeah. It has to be an individualized process. Individualized process. It's not a one shoe fit all. Yeah. 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 And so I had to, the one thing that I've always been good at, I'm very solution based and I'm always doing my best to learn. Like I'm always learning every day that I wake up, I'm learning something new and I'm figuring something out and I'm going through, through my process. And so I got better and better as I went through it because I'm like, okay, giving them the strategy isn't enough. Some people, it was all they needed. Some people, you give them the strategy and they're, they're off to the races. 
some people you give them the strategy and it's like i can't follow this like that all those beliefs and those doubts and those fears and whatever it may be mm -hmm. it some people are afraid of success they're truly afraid of it yeah how do you um navigate people through their fears um, because, and what I love on, I wanted to mention, I love on your website, how you, you say you realize just how important the mind is in the process of accomplishing any real mm -hmm. success and that you've yeah. always been fascinated with psychology. So those two go hand in hand. How do you help people face their own fears and start to um, walk them through it? Yeah. So I need them to focus on something first because it's an awareness thing. What can be dangerous for us is we think the most important thing that we need is the thing that we're aware of right now. So if someone's having a heart attack, all of a sudden they're aware that their health is important. You didn't have to have the heart attack to realize that, like, or smoking or anything for that matter, being broke. If you're broke and you don't have anything in your bank account, you don't have to go through broke to say like, oh, crap something's wrong but we tend to do that so we go on like what's the pain point i'm aware of it what's the pain point i'm aware of it what's the pain point i'm aware of it instead of living as the infinite creator that we really were blessed to have mm -hmm. and so i really start with getting them focused and i call it the three c's is getting their confidence up getting their clarity up and getting them committed into the process because when you're committed in something, it makes the process so much easier to do. Totally. It totally. And well, that's, that's the inner motivation that you have to have. Because if you're not committed, it's so easy to walk away. So it sounds like you take them almost to a bird's eye view mm -hmm. versus just sitting there. And as things come up, it's, that's like putting fires out. So no, let's go to the bigger issue before the fire arises and deal with the bigger issues. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so tell me a little bit more. I know you mentioned the three C's. Um, mm -hmm. Are there any other philosophies or mottos you bring into your training with your clients? Yeah. So there's a whole process. The three C's is just the start. It's the first, the first principle to really lock in and foundate everything. Uh, from there, we go from a game plan. So we can play with the game plan. We just can't play with it first. We play with the game plan after they have those three C's locked in and they're ready to go. And then from the game plan, oh, go on. Sorry, I wanted to just interrupt real quick. Do some clients, does it take them a little bit of time to get up to that point? Of where it depends. Yeah. So everyone, everyone's different. Like some people, they'll get there pretty quickly. Yeah. Some people not so quickly. It depends what they can anchor into. Yeah. So if I said, for instance, hey, what have you been successful in? And a person might say, I've never been successful in anything ever. And I ever like anything. And I'll ask them, we're having a conversation right now. And they're like, so you're successful in having a conversation. Like, yeah, but anyone can have a conversation. And then I'll bring up, you know, we have 26 letters in the alphabet and that fills entire libraries. Just think about that for a second. 
you know, and someone might start thinking like, they'll be like, oh, I never thought of it that way. So some people might be really, really needing that. And other people might have had success in one thing and not in this new thing that they're looking to achieve. And so I just anchor into that. So, so it really depends on the individual. It sounds like it's pointing their brain to this is what you can do. And yeah. the little things, because oftentimes we'll discount the little things. Oh, yeah. So training your brain to see it in that perspective and not discount it. And put it as, well, I can't do that. Well, actually, but look at what you can do. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the brain does a great job at uh, delegating, deleting, and distorting. Yeah. And when we can figure out how to use that for us instead of against us mm-hmm. and everybody else, then we all win. Yeah, totally. And so tell me more about the process once you then get them up um, or like philosophies or mottos you, you use. Yeah. So then the second piece after the game plan and the game plan is actually hilarious because a lot of people want to overcomplicate things, myself included. Like we just do it. I don't know why our brain does it. It likes doing it. But when we can simplify things and make it into bite sized pieces and say, okay, what few steps do I need to get done today? Because if we're juggling too many things at once, then we just let all the balls fall. Like it's too much. But if we're like, okay, well, I can do these two things. Then do those two things and do those two things excellently. And if you're not doing it excellent, do it until you do it excellent. Because once you get that habit built on, then you can go to the next and to the next. So you can create complex procedures, but they start somewhere. They got to start with one thing. Yeah. Start small and build. Yes. It's like Rome wasn't built in a day. Yes. hundred (laughs) percent. And then, um, sorry, go ahead. Oh, go on. No, you Uh, go ahead. Yeah. And then the passionate action, um, that's usually pretty easy. Once you get the two founded principles, once you have clarity, confidence, commitment, and you are laser focused and you have your game plan because confidence and clarity comes from, you know, why you're doing it you know who you are. Like when you know who you are, that's that's some scary shit for some people. It really is. Because yeah. the second I say, what do you want? And a person who really knows who I am, that's scary to say. Because the second you say it, you're almost committing to it. You're committing that you want that thing. You have to own it. Yeah. Own it. Yeah. And so the passionate action, that's the easy piece. That's literally the easiest piece of the whole journey and it's the it's that middle piece the piece where people get stuck the piece where people get stuck uh unshakable faith it's okay yeah so unshakable faith in themselves in the universe in both both it's hard to And I don't even know if I could explain this because it would be like trying to explain sex to a virgin. Like it just, no matter how well you explained it, there's no way other than feeling it. Uh, Unshakable faith is being able to let go of the reins and really be okay with letting go of the reins, but, but living within your truth. That's hard to do because it's got to be practiced into yeah. I tell and we'll, people to practice having faith before practice having it 
before they need it. Because a lot of times people practice it when they need it the most. And that's probably not the best time to do it. When they're already panicking. And yeah. When it, so that, it sounds like, because the faith would sound almost like the soul part of the training. Um, mm. But it's still a mind mind training as well, because your brain can trick you in so many ways. Oh, yeah. So it sounds like it's learning to recognize where your brain is showing up in fear, in a lack of trust, so that you're able to to realize and then work the tools to get back into that soul or spiritual trust. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's tough to to sometimes tell the people the truth, because the truth is you have to jump into the deep end. but you grow when you jump into the deep end growth comes from discomfort yeah yeah and the cool thing the cool thing is when you get really good at it discomfort isn't even discomfort anymore Mm -hmm. you just go through your journey yeah again the brain's conditionable so if you condition yourself to be a certain way the question is well what do you really want like how far do you want to go in your journey because yeah. discomfort isn't discomfort to the greats. That's just part of the process that you have to go through to get what you want. And the more you do something, the more you get used to it. Absolutely. And the more it just becomes a habit and part of you. Mm-hmm. Now, what tools do you offer or do you recommend clients for the soul training piece to build that trust muscle? Yeah, yeah. So it's a combination of certain breathing techniques help people when it comes to when our central nervous system is acting up and going haywire. It's hard to trust anything. Like if you're freaking out, that's hard to trust. It's hard to trust yourself when you're freaking out. And so just having, having that calm and then also being able to anchor into things that give you a reason to trust, you know, anchor into the creative genius that you are, you've been in bad situations before and you've gotten out of those ones. And the question is, how well do you wanna get out of the situation? Like that's all it is. Cause sometimes people will be like, oh, I got out of that one. <sighs> I'm just going to settle into like averageness. Yeah. That's dangerous. No one wants to play an average game. And I would even say that's a little bit of fear yeah playing in fear of life and fear of the process yeah yeah and i mean fear is fear is going to drive us one way or the other mm-hmm. you know and the question is are you going to be so afraid that you don't take action to do the things you need to do to see who you could become mm-hmm. or are you more afraid of saying i don't want to be that person who didn't take action and lived in in doubt and not knowing Yeah, that's a very, very good point of using, turning it around, of pivoting it. Yeah. To use it for you. I love that. Now talk to me about the indications and how you help clients find their track again, when you Mm -hmm. see that they're out of alignment with their vision of success, be it a mind thing, a soul thing, or most of the time it, it can be both too. Yeah. I, I just listen really closely to what they want, their desires, their goals, their dreams, and how they're showing up to the world. Mm-hmm. You know, are they showing up big? Are they showing up like they own the world? 
are they are they showing up timid and fearful and doubtful or are they showing up unbelievably arrogant and not getting what they want because that happens too there's people who are like i got this i own this like you don't have anything like you're you're claiming to have these things but you don't have them and the mind knows you know it'll, it'll, it'll play and trick itself for a while but the mind deep down inside it knows something's going on and something's something's full of crap but um i just listen really closely and i i ask the questions the right questions that mm -hmm. work best and again there is there is a source process like there's sometimes i'll ask a question and it's not even coming from clifford starks himself it's something it's a higherness university universe god whatever people need to call it but um if it feels like it's the right question to ask then i ask it yeah the, the, it's it's when you're so in tune with that presence it sounds like or the high the consciousness yeah that then you can give people insight through that that space um and i would even say that's that's active active listening in a state of, of presence mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. Now, do you, because it goes hand in hand, right? The client has to hold themselves accountable mm -hmm. and then you help them hold themselves accountable. Um, what, what happens when there, there's trouble with that accountability process? So since everything, yeah, everything's an energy, yeah. right? Like, even me and you on this call doing a podcast, that's energy. You chose to be here. I chose to be here. If the energy's off, then it either separates or becomes more and more of what it needs to be. So it's like the brain's going to work on what you tolerate and what you focus on. Yeah. So if I'm tolerating you calling me all sorts of bad names, let's say and I'm focusing in on it, I could be angry, but I'm tolerating it, so I'm staying in it. And the question is, what do you wanna to tolerate? I don't feel like tolerating people who are not going to do the things that they need to do. And it's almost, it would take me out of my integrity yeah. if my game is to say, you need to take responsibility and that person's not taking responsibility. It goes both ways. So I'm actually taking myself out of integrity, allowing someone not to take responsibility and me take responsibility by myself. Yeah. And enabling that's then we move into like the whole enabling dynamic. So yeah. it sounds like there is a, a high level of commitment um, necessary for the process to work and for mm -hmm. the process to go all the way through and that you have excellent boundaries in the whole process as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I always say there's, um, I remind people there's a time to sprint. There's a time to jog. There's a time to walk and there's a time to rest. And so figuring out where they're at on their journey and what they need to be like, maybe they're not ready to take responsibility. If they're, if they're ready for something else and I, I have it to offer them and I feel it's a fit moving them in the direction that they need to move into, I'll do it. But if it's not a good fit, I'm going to do my best to walk them in the direction that will help 
serve them and move them forward on their journey because they're really trying. I mean, I don't believe anyone. I don't think people wake up and say, like, how can I be a douchebag today? Like, I, I really think they only know what they know. Yeah. Yes. That's a very, very good point. And they're, and they're the only ones that can wake up to what they don't know and realize and have the aha moments as much as others can guide and help them with that. You mm-hmm. still have to take responsibility for the work internally. Absolutely. Yeah. Now life is about being in success, mm-hmm. your words and being happy in that process. Yeah. How do you coach clients through finding a state of internal happiness with the process? Listen, super, super close. We all have triggers. We all have problems. We all have issues. Some are bigger than others. And when a person can listen closely and intently and understand and and say like, I get you have this thing. Mm -hmm. What do we do about this thing that we have? Because there's always a solution to the thing. You know, like even I've heard some really bad stuff, some really dark stuff. And I'm, I'm not going to say it on camera, but I will say, even though it might not be fair because it's not, and it, and it's definitely not right. There's some bad, dark stuff out there, but we do get the choice if we hold it or if we learn something and let it go, or if we learn something and take action somewhere. We still have a choice. We may not have had the power to do the thing we wanted to do then. Mm -hmm. But the question is, okay, what can we do right now? Yeah, I love that. Taking it to the present moment. And it's so true. We always have a choice about how we're going to feel about anything, the the thoughts that we're going to think about it. And it, it lies in that power of choice and knowing that that has to come from us. Otherwise, it's so easy to blame the external and then you fall into a state of victimhood where you you just stay stuck and blaming it on the outside. So it's yeah. very true. Happiness is a choice. How are we going to yeah. look at things? How are we going to put it in perspective where we can find joy from it? Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. it sounds like that's part of it is switching perspective to change your mind to seek the, the joy and maybe even the lesson, seeing what you can learn from it to put your brain back into the positive perspective. Yes. Yeah. 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 I love that. Um, and then one more question I wanted to ask, cause I know we wanted to, to, um, wrap up so that you could get back to helping with your, your newborn. Yes. <laughs> But I remember one of the first times we had talked um, and I can share with listeners. I met Cliff probably about two years ago now when I was going through some things on my own journey um, and I had didn't end up working with Cliff, but we had like one or two talks that were awesome. And he gave me some really good pointers, which I always appreciated. But I remember mentioning how half the battle is learning to recognize our own internal patterns and strengths and then using them for us versus using them against us. 
Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. I do. Okay. I do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking more on that, because we're all going to have, we're all going to have our strengths and recognizing them, but there's mm -hmm. a point where our strengths can work against us. Right. Um, yeah. Where it may lead to the extreme extremes. So how, how do you help clients kind of recognize those internal strengths and those patterns and where they yeah. might be showing up in ways that it's not beneficial. Absolutely. So um, our brain works very well with metaphor. So depending on how we create the metaphor, uh, it can lock into it. Yeah. And so if I use something like, let's say I have a hammer and a screwdriver, right? And let's say you have pliers and a knife, mm -hmm. right? A butter knife. And the question is, okay, what can we use each tool for? Mm -hmm. And if I'm using a hammer on everything, like if I'm, if I'm trying to use to ply something or use pliers on something and I'm using a hammer on it, probably not going to do so well. Now, let me, let me change yours a little bit because a uh, screwdriver and a knife are too close. So let me do a screwdriver and a fork. You're holding a fork. Okay. And I have a screwdriver. Um, if we're trying to eat something, some sort of food, then the fork's probably going to work a heck of a lot better than the screwdriver. And so no tool is a bad tool. It just depends on when you use that tool. Yeah. And we can actually, the cool thing about being human, we can expand on our tools, on our toolbox and on our toolkit. And so when I know how many tools you have and say, okay, you have this tool, this tool, and this tool. In order to get to this thing, you need this tool, this tool, and, and this tool. Mm -hmm. Now you can go develop your skill sets and get those tools, or you can find someone who already has those tools. So there's options. Yeah. Yeah. That, I love that. That, yep, that, that definitely resonates. I love the metaphors. Metaphors yeah. are a great way to get your brain to see things and understand mm -hmm. them. Absolutely. Totally. Totally. Well, any last um, words of insight that you wanted to share with listeners um, or anything you feel called to share? Yeah. So um, anyone who wants to unlock their superpower, you can do it. There's a process behind doing it. And the process isn't easy at first, but I will say this, it gets way, way easier. You have the ability to leverage your skill sets and your abilities and people will look towards you as a leader. If that's something you want, I'm your guy. Come contact me and you can contact me on uh, Facebook Messenger. You can contact me on Awaken the Greatness Within. Or you can contact me on my email at Clifford at mindbodymentoring.com. And I'll make sure to put all of those in the show notes as well for listeners. And just to um, your, you also have your website, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Can clients contact you through your website as well? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And that one is mindbodymentoring.com. Okay. That's the one I've been using. So I have two. You probably were on my other one, the cliffordstarks.com. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the one I was on. Yeah. I'll have to check the other one out. And yeah. do you have a blog on your current website as well? Cause I saw that you had one on Clifford start. No, so this one has um, more of the products and the services on it. Okay. So yeah, if you want my blogs, cliffordstarks.com and you can read through whatever blog may resonate with you to move you forward on your journey. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time, Cliff. And yeah, absolutely. Um, I will talk to you soon. <laughs> All right. Appreciate you having me on. You have All a blessed right. day. You're welcome. You too. Take Thank care. you. Bye. Take care, Christina. Thank you for tuning in to the House of Minds. Cheers to mind expansion 